Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Nerve Ape podcast. This is your host, Nerve Ape James, and uh, I'm joined by two special guests today. We are going to be rec- uh, we are going to be recording readings of story three from the Nerve Ape saga uh, called Zapped, and uh, also um, uh, later uh, uh, my two guests, Pio and Nerd Ape. They will be joining me again for a reading of story number four of the Nervate Saga, Friend or Foe. So um, before we start, I just want to, yeah, yeah. Uh, if uh, if my guest Nerdape and Pio, could you just say hello? Uh, Nerdape, you want to start? Hello, this is Nerdape. Um, I'm a co-writer of the Nerdape Saga. Hi, everyone. Awesome. My my name is Pio, and I am also a co-writer on the Nerve Ape Saga. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, great. So uh, I think, you know, before we get into like uh, formal introductions and, and how and the writing process, I'm going to do a reading first of story number three. Again, for the story series of the Nerve Ape podcast, uh, we will be doing readings of the Nerve Ape Saga and also be talking to team members who are part of the design, creation, writing process of the Nerve Ape Saga. And today we'll be focused on the writing team with a Nerd Ape and Peel. So without further ado, I'm going to start with Nerve Ape Saga story number three. So the Nerve Ape Saga is broken up into different chapters, and this is chapter one. Um, And let me read the, there's a little log line for this for this particular chapter. So chapter one is factories of broken dreams. And within chapter one, there are six stories. And this is story number three. It's called Zapped. A boat chase down the river leads to unwanted company and a revelation. And then there's emoji of a orangutan, a dog, and a robot arm, I believe. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead. And this is a reading of Zapped. Zapped. Dev pushed the turbo button on the B-boat. He winced in anticipation of the boat, but the B-boat did nothing. He pushed again and again frantically. The darn button was broken. Dev tried to steer in zigzag to lose the white ape, but the ape kept up. The white ape hit the turbo button and his B-boat seemed to fly in the air. The boat was getting closer and closer. Ah, I can't be caught now. Dev pushed another button on the console and loud electronic music blasted from the speakers. What the? Not that! Dev covered his ears against the deafening music. He felt for the console and pushed another button. There was a rumbling underneath his feet. Uh, uh, There was a rumbling underneath his seat and the ceiling above him parted. Boom! A rocket motor propelled the seat forth. forcefully up and out of the boat, taking Dev with it. Dev launched into the sky like a kernel of popcorn and immediately came back down into the river. Sploosh. Dev was quickly carried by the current and he fought to swim against it. His head was pulled under and his breath wasn't going to last much longer. Suddenly, he felt himself being caught by a net, which took him closer to the white ape's boat. Yow! Dev landed on his face in the middle of the boat's cabin. He tried to get up, but the white ape's Shiba dog bit his butt. 
The white ape walked towards him one step at a time. That's it. This is the end. Dev braced himself for the white ape to attack. Chip, stop it. The white ape took the net off of Dev and the dog let go. Dev got up as the white ape grabbed him by the shoulders, his face beaming. Hi, I'm Cookie. And here's Chip, my sweet and loyal buddy, said the ape as he nuzzled his dog. Dev shot Chip a sideways glance, and Chip uh, gave one right back. Please, let me go to the third continent with you, Cookie begged. The ape looked young and eager, his twinkling eyes looking straight at Dev. How do you know about the third continent? I was in your dream. The dream? What are you talking about? Asked Dev. The voice. You heard the same one, didn't you? Come to the third continent. You'll find what you are looking for. How do you know about that? I was in the same dream. It was a rocky world with millions of stars above. I saw you approaching and I hid behind a big rock. You turned the whole world green and filled with life. It was amazing. Dev felt his head spinning. In a short span of time, he was chased by a boat, launched into the sky in an emergency seat, and nearly drowned. And now the instigator of all this has fished him into his boat and claimed to have been in his dream. He looked back at the direction he came from, the chocolate banana factory no longer visible. Where else could he go now, though, but forward? I've heard that there's deserts to the west of here. We can start there, Cookie suggested. Dev sighed and nodded reluctantly, to which Cookie jumped up in joy. They abandoned Dev's now fragmented bee boat and continued to travel in Cookie's boat. So why are you looking for the third continent anyway? Asked Dev. That's a great question. It all goes back way back to how my mom and dad and siblings and grandma and grandpa and great grandma and great grandpa and my cousins and my nephews and nieces and Chip and well, there are more, but first I have to tell you about how my family, Cookie rattled on nonstop while Chip barked excitedly. Dev could not keep up and stopped listening midway. His eyes slowly closed and he dozed off. The next day, Dev was assigned to steer the boat. He tried his best to concentrate as it was his first time steering the boat in a long time. I'll cheer you on with my song, said Cookie. Suddenly, an awful melody rang through the air. Cookie's singing was so bad that Dev had to cover his ears. Cookie's song immobilized Dev. Meanwhile, the boat headed straight towards a giant rock. Dev, look, Cookie shouted. The awful singing stopped and Dev whipped his head around to see the boat smash into the boulder in the river. The bee boat could not go for, for, forward. Uh, the bee boat could not go forward for much longer. They pulled up to the nearest plantation and exited the boat for an emergency landing. The three ventured into the thick forest. Dev walked, walked quickly, annoyed at Cookie. Now they've lost their only boat. Stop following me so closely. You'll get us all caught, said Dev as he walked even faster. Dev, I think these mushrooms are of the pop-poo-poo uh, variety. They are edible, exclaimed Cookie. He picked up the mushrooms off the tree and put them into his pocket, humming and singing off tune. What are you doing with those things, demanded Dev. My grandma used to make them into a delicious soup. I'm going to bring them back to my family so my little siblings can have some. I hope they're not hungry. He was again in his own world. 
Why did I let myself get into this? Dev sighed and shook his head. Was it really a good idea to agree to travel with this weirdo? Will we make it to the third continent without us all getting caught? I'm tired and dehydrated. I could really use some gorilla do right now, right about now. Deb's depressed thoughts were interrupted by Chip's sudden barking. The Sheba dog's ears perked up and he dashed away in the direction of the thick trees. Chip, where are you going? Cookie called out for his dog, but Chip quickly disappeared into the dark forest. Cookie ran towards the sound of Chip's barks forcing Dev to follow suit. Finally, the thick trees cleared way to a field of grass. Chip was barking and jumping up to a buzzing, uh, jumping up to a buzzing drone. Cookie ran towards Chip with Dev behind him. Something seems odd, Dev thought. But before he had a chance to stop Cookie, pss, Dev, Cookie, and Chip were all electrocuted by a second drone hiding in the grass. All three of them fell to the ground, fainting. Blackout. Dev touched his head, groaning. His whole body still felt tingly from the electric shock. He was in restraints, and so was Cookie and Chip. A mysterious figure with a face shield loomed over them. My name is Kraft. We're going to the chocolate banana factory. Cool. The end. All right. Cool. So that brings us to the ending of story number three. So, all right. Um, I have the privilege today uh, of talking with the writers of this story, Nerd Ape and Pio. Prior to this, I, I spoke with Echo, uh, the, uh, the founder of Nerve Ape, and uh, we went over story one and story two, and we talked a little bit about, you know, the process of writing and also how... Uh, that uh, Nerd Ape and Peel helped so much in help building this store and help building the Nerd Ape Saga. So I'm really glad to be able to speak with them today. So yeah, uh, first off, who is Nerd Ape and who is Peel? Uh, let's start with uh, Nerd Ape. Uh, how? Who are you? And how? What? Why? Why did you choose this name uh, as your writing name for for the Nerd Ape Saga? Well, so obviously I am Nerd Ape. <laughs> uh, so I picked a name um, since I wanted to find something that's like really relevant to the project. So I had to be an ape. Then I saw <laughs> what kind of ape would I be? And so to for me, I'm like kind of like an otaku and could be a nerdy person sometimes. Then I saw Nerd Ape, that's the name, that's, that's got to be the name. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. And then uh, Pio, yeah. Yeah, for me, um, so the story about how Pio um, nickname came to me, it's actually a nickname from uh, my middle school years. Um, I went to middle school in Japan, and um, one of the characters for my actual name um, means baby bird or like a baby chick. And in Japanese, um, chicks say Pio Pio when they tweet. And so people called me uh, Pio, and uh, that was kind of my nickname then. So I used that for this time as well. Oh, I think, yeah, I, I've seen this. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm in Japan right now, and uh, I've seen this Pio mentioned. Uh, it's interesting because uh, animals have different they make different sounds in different countries, I guess, like the, the way they teach, oh, the dog goes wah, wah, or something like that right. in different countries. Yeah, yeah. So that's very interesting here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. How about uh, 
for the two of you, um, you're both uh, writers of the Nerve Ape Saga. How, how did you both first meet? Did you meet specifically for this project or have you met before? Um, we we met before. We actually met um, as co-workers on a filmmaking project. Um, so, it, so it was a really intense project, uh, but we got to chat a lot and then we got to learn about each other. Um, so the thing about Pio is that she's really creative. She's she's very well traveled. She's done a lot of stuff and has a lot of diverse experience in life. So naturally, when I'm starting this project, I I saw she would be the perfect writing partner for for this nervy project. Yeah, it was great connecting with um, Nurbabe uh, previously kind of working on this film project together. And, um, you know, that was a pretty kind of intensive one. And we really got to go, you know, know each other um, through those several weeks. And, uh, you know, I find her also to be a very um, creative and uh, like dedicated person. And so, uh, you know, once we got talking and we really connected and it seemed like this is a great opportunity for us to take on. That's so great. Yeah. And full disclosure, I also met, uh, uh, I also met Nerd Ape um, through like the filmmaking scene as well. So yeah, film film is bringing us all together. That's awesome. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, so uh, you mentioned filmmaking. So would it be fair to say that you both come from a background in filmmaking or maybe that was just like a uh, a certain thing that you did at the time? Yeah, I'm curious to hear about your backgrounds. Yeah, like you're writing now for you you you're you were writing for nerve ape uh which is you know web3 pro art project uh and uh you know the writing style is like kind of like storytelling basically like kind of like narrative writing um do you both have experience in that space or me mostly just like writing for film or I'm, I'm curious to hear about your backgrounds yeah um okay so i'll start first um so this one I, so obviously I've been involved in filmmaking. <laughs> so I am a producer and I'm also a screenwriter at home. I have my own project. Um, so that's kind of like my background project, but I never, so this, but then this is my first time writing like a saga instead of like more in like a screen format, like a screenplay format. All right. Hmm. Um, for me, I guess for me, like I'm not actually a filmmaker myself, although I did kind of work, um, you know, in the film industry for for a bit. And I was more kind of assisting and also doing some translation work um, on my end. But I have done some kind of creative writing um, with like a previous uh, for a previous job. And that was kind of for uh, like Japanese monster mythology that's very niche and specific but <laughs> and that ended up like I did like a series of um, like short stories that are based on some actual like Japanese mythology like they're called yokai which is kind of a catch-all term for like supernatural creatures monsters and demons and uh, I wrote like a series of stories about them and they got um, kind of virtually published um, for this rotating art gallery exhibit that we were having and people could read them to like a company that displayed artwork and that was a ton of fun um I guess I've always kind of enjoyed um writing um as a hobby um and uh I've more kind of about like writing and like specifically for um 
like blockchain stuff too. Like I've also had experience um, subtitling and translating for a blockchain summit. So that was also some like relevant, you know, experience to going into Nervape, which was pretty cool for me. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So for, so it sounds like for Nerdape, like not so much blockchain uh, experience, but you have some experience with like the filmmaking narrative side. And, and for PO, you have some experience with a little bit with blockchain, but it was like in trans in the realm of translation, but that's, that's so cool. I'm, I'm curious to hear about the, the yokai experience. Um, maybe I'll chat, chat with you later about that, but that's, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the like, let's start with like the big questions first. So, uh, you know, like I, I've been, uh, I was attracted to like this, uh, this project, this, this, uh, I guess, metaverse project, uh, web three company, nerve, nerve ape because of the nerve ape saga, which I, I know the both of you were, you know, you were, were there from the beginning of writing it, the nerve ape saga. And uh, I, I'm really curious to hear, like, what for you as, as you know, part as part of the creative, the creative creator team, creative team, uh, what is what is the Nerdape saga? Like, how would you define it? Like, what would you what? If someone asks you, hey, Nerdape, Pio, what's the what's the Nerdape saga? What is that? What what would you say? Yeah. Um, to me, obviously, it's about the search of the third continent, <laughs> but. Like the core of it is really about hope and and, bra and bravery. So this is like about a bunch of ape, or you can say a bunch of people who want to seek a better life. And like, it, of course, it has to come with a cost. You have to like step out of your comfort zone to get there. So this is what, to me, this is what the saga, this is what the story is about. Oh, awesome. Thank you. And then Pio? Yeah, for me, I really think of this as kind of an epic story, you know, just we've already, it's already spanning, um, you know, all these various worlds and dimensions, um, kind of also piggybacking, piggybacking off of um, uh, what uh, Nerd Ape says, you know, it's about like bravery too and hope and uh, as well as friendship and trust and self-discovery. So there's all these like, you know, themes that I think almost everyone reading can really relate to you know, as human beings, um, to the story that we've tried to express. Right. And it's interesting you mentioned, uh, I talked to uh, uh, Echo about this, like why apes, right? And, uh, you know, could have been could have been human beings, it could have been like dogs, it could have been, you know, any creature, but she mentioned how uh, the apes are like, you know, it's, it's our uh, evolutionary ancestor, right? And how in a way like these apes are evolving right these apes are trying to become better step out of their comfort zone be stronger be more brave and i, I found that very interesting um the the what the choice of the apes and, uh so for for this saga like what are maybe some inspirations that you you both took from like i know like was there anime inspirations manga inspirations uh inspirations from film or like how how did you go about like uh, what were some of the kind of like um the uh some of the influences i guess artistic influences that help you make the story yeah um the very first <laughs> well because we're talking about apes right so the very first inspiration is the movie um 2001 space odyssey <laughs> oh, okay 
ever watch it, the very first scene, the very first imagery are apes, and then you see how they, you know, evolve um during um basically very quickly the film. Uh, so that's basically the very first uh inspiration that we had. Mm. Um and to me also um the saga to me because it's like it goes from one world to the other uh so to me that's like a traveling adventure so a lot of rpg games okay. came to mind <laughs> um also i think dragon ball one piece or anime like that also inspired the story and some of the characters oh nice yeah so yeah for me like um while there wasn't any kind of direct you know references that were like i you know that we were pulling hump from um totally kind of uh agree with um uh nerd ape that we were inspired by a lot of sort of rpg um elements that you know have these themes of kind of friendship and bond and working together as a team and you know going through all these trials and tribulations and you know defeating monsters and whatnot that are also um you know uh existing in this uh, saga as well so yeah things like you know hunter hunter uh or uh you know later on some kind of inspiration from tron in some of like the world um that that we've built and environments um and i guess a bit of like lord of the rings too like i think uh the, the character uh cookie that we'll talk about was also you know to me has a little bit of a sam kind of vibe oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah some of those are our inspirations Right. Okay. Now, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing like now that I'm hearing this, I'm I'm seeing those connections. I, I know I started the, I know it's super long, but I started the One Piece manga, and I was just, and I had at the, at this point I had already finished reading um uh the Nerve Saga that has been published so far, and I was like, wait, you know, they're going you know different islands. It's like similar to like what these nerd apes are do like the nerd, these nerve apes are doing like going to different like uh you know places, different worlds. So. I, I I did I did feel a little bit of that kind of artistic influence or like narrative influence I guess but yeah again it, I, like you like you mentioned PI it's, it's it's its own thing yeah yeah uh, so cool and as far as like you know like the writing and planning process uh, I know I mean I talked to Echo and I noticed that you you all have like meetings beforehand. Uh, I'm kind of curious about that process. Like, is there a lot of discussion before writing a story? Is there like an outline you, you, that you both follow? Uh, uh, yeah, if, if the both of you could talk, speak a little bit about that. Um, so I, I can speak uh, to this question. So um, usually we have, like, we spend like a lot of time on brainstorming. Um, so we, like me and Pew, we have like, a long discussion and then we ran the ideas by echo and the team um and then sometimes they have feedback so we revise that and then uh for me i came up with a lot of the plots and then peel always have like something very creative and brilliant to add to it then we settle the plot create it an outline and then we we put it into writing okay cool yeah i would say that pretty much sums it up um yeah i mean i think uh echo may have mentioned it already but you know for for like the initial characters um they kind of had um some existing sort of apes in mind 
Um, so we we had sort of an, an image of them and, you know, there are certain colors and whatnot, but um, their sort of uh, world around them and their backgrounds and stories um, were kind of yet to be figured out. And so that's where we came in and really thought about how each of these apes, you know, will interact with each other. Like, what what are they about? What are their personalities like? How do they fit into the stories? And that's where we started our discussions. Mm, so I, if... So for the brainstorming part, if I understand, like, uh, there's like the outline, which, you know, the lot of discussion with Echo and, uh, and, and like the creator team, but then I guess for, for the both of you, you come in and bring, I guess, life to the characters. Is that fair to say? Like with the writing and with like, you, you with like the interactions, is that fair to say? Yeah, um, I would, I would yeah. agree with that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so yes, I agree with that. Uh, so with the initial process, cause I think when we came in, um, there were like already seven characters that we, we know we have to write about. Mm. So kind of like expanded on that and then like basically started the world building and then just make, make everything more coherent and then like, kind of like spin it into like a saga instead of like a, oh this is cookie this is staff okay got it yeah and in this you mentioned cookie uh yeah so in zap we're introduced to cookie i mean we see we see him in the previous story i, I forgot to mention uh in the last story um escape in story number two uh we are left with an image of you know uh dev being chased by this this white ape which we find out later is a uh, cookie and cookie and chip. So, uh, Pio mentioned uh, Sam, Sam, Sam Gee's why I forget how you pronounce it, but Sam Gee's why, wise Jin, um, <laughs> Sam wise Gamji. Oh, Sam wise Gamji. Uh, is is it, it maybe took some inspiration from uh, that character? Uh, is, is there any other inspirations or uh, like maybe that like who's chip or uh, yeah, I'm curious to hear about this more about this character. I don't know if they're like honestly even Sam wasn't sort of like a conscious reference but it's more like when I think about you know there there's a lot of similarities in in their personalities um but also differences I think um you know Cookie's maybe a little bit more like naive and a little bit more like too trusting um than Sam perhaps and um you know he's he's but that's also kind of part of his his charm of Cookie is being has having this sort of like childlike almost like pureness um i think is a good word to describe him but but they also have you know similar sort of this uh holding on to hope and very much you know trusting and believing in the good of others are some of the traits i think that they they share mm. and then yeah narrative is that fair to say yeah like yeah uh... yeah so yeah, and uh, <laughs> one thing to add about Cookie is that for me, uh, one of the inspiration is actually also <laughs> Donkey in Shrek. <laughs> so, okay. so when I started out this adventure, I kind of felt that, okay, so that is kind of like Shrek and Donkey, like Cookie, just like, he can be annoying sometimes, just like keep talking and talking and talking and talking, but he's actually... The perfect travel companion <laughs> right he's kind of like a he's like a spiritual animal right well like who's what's my spiritual animal like cookie's like the spiritual maybe he's not the leader leader <laughs> but he's the spiritual leader right he's trying to get everyone 
um, on the same boat uh, emotionally, like, you know, literally and, and emotionally, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then and Chip, I guess Chip, you know, dogs are cool, I, I, I'm assuming. <laughs> Yeah, I think I when when we thought of Cookie, it kind of made sense for him to have this kind of animal companion, and we thought like you know having having uh, him have this pet dog, Shiba dog to be precise, would be you know kind of interesting. It would would add another would kind of allow us to play with some more you know plot elements uh, within the story. Awesome. Yeah. I no. I I really like Chip. Uh, Chip is a, a really fun addition i think yeah and for uh you know as far as like the the imagery like so we have like these boats we have the pow pow uh pow poo poo mushroom i i know with time i don't think we can go over all the different imagery but uh, maybe it's like for for example like uh the the kind of like the third like the rocky world that they come upon and the millions of stars that, you know, that uh, the dreamlike imagery that we first see in the first uh, few stories of the Nervape saga, like, I I'm assuming that's like 2001 Space Odyssey. Is, is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then it being filled with flora and fauna. I, I really like, I like that imagery. Where, where does that come from? I I think when we uh were designing the imagery of this dreamlike um space, uh we're thinking about this should kind of like reflect like the reality that Dab and Cookie are in. So first of all, it's gotta be it's gotta be some somewhere that's like really barren, like really you don't see life, like you don't see how life can can thrive in this space. So that's why in contrast, uh, that's why we created this like transformation, and we also want this transformation to kind of embody what Dav and Cookie what they are looking for in their real life. Mm. Right. What's yeah. like, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with that as well. Like, you know, I think the keyword like life is really important here where we thought of kind of going from almost like nothingness and no life to just like thriving with life, you know, and flora and fauna and there's nature and there's animals and, you know, people and like, it's just, you know, brimming with life. And with that, there's just like activity and, uh, just this sort of like energy of life and spirit and that's sort of like what we wanted to convey here of this like whole transformation of this this world going from this barren area to something that's really flourishing awesome yeah and then for like cookie i think he wants in in a way he wants to reach this like flourishing area this this place as a way to to help his family right so we we learn a little bit about cookie's backstory like how how for so my question is like how big is his family and like he mentioned so many when i was reading i was like getting tired i was like man he's listening to lots of family like how big is his family like in general you don't we don't have to get that number but like in general how big is his family and what, what are his hopes and dreams for himself and his family i'm, I'm curious to know yeah or i guess we're gonna find out <laughs> Yeah, um, I think, uh, yeah, we may find out there's probably a lot that we don't know about Cookie yet, as well, but uh, we can for sure, you know, from from what he's already said, 
um, assume his family is quite large, you know, he has younger siblings, he's got parents, extended family with grandparents and cousins. So you can imagine like, you know, like someone with a very large extended family, like, I don't know if you, you have that or if you might know other people, but it, it's kind of like that. Mm, got it. And then uh, as far as like, uh, we end with like a drone zapping cookie dip and chip and it's like, you know, oh, we don't know what's gonna happen. Cliffhanger, right? Uh, is there anything you want to mention about, you know, the writing process of Zapped before we move with the next one? I One thing I, I I was curious last time when I asked Echo is like, oh, wow, I, I really dig the cliffhangers. Like, <laughs> is it is that like a key thing? Like, oh, we should always end with a cliffhanger. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, my first question is anything else we should know about the writing process of the story? And then like, is it important to always end with a cliffhanger? Uh, yeah. I'm curious to hear your, both of your thoughts. Yeah. Um, yeah. so with the cliffhanger, uh, so we do prefer to have each story to end with a cliffhanger, but specifically with this story, we also want to, um, kind of make a new ape appear in the story <laughs> that's uh, that we can talk about in story four but we want to like basically keep introducing new things to the story to make it more exciting got it got it okay and then speak about story four we are moving on to story number four friend or foe so thank you so much both of you for your time today uh we're gonna be uh this will be the end of this episode but stay tuned we're gonna be having story a uh, recording of po uh, this podcast uh we're gonna have a podcast about story number four friend or foe so please stay tuned to that so for now signing off uh thank you so much thank you so much to both of you yeah thank you Thank you. Bye.